What's going on, beloved? I'm BJ Clark, and this is the Kingdom Life Podcast, the show where we discuss practical biblical principles of Christian living. We'll discuss topics such as relationships, family, finance, and everyday Christian living. Together, we'll learn what it really means to be about that life, the kingdom life. Hey, what's going on, beloved? I know, I know. I'm a little late on the release day. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> pray for your boy. I'm I'm still having to learn this thing called balance <laughs> and knowing when priorities take precedent and sticking to them. So um, please keep, keep me in prayer. I'm, I'm trying to uh, make sure I put everything in its proper perspective. Um, I've called myself trying to develop a schedule um yeah i'm finding a little difficult sticking to that schedule so yeah pray for me um got a lot on my plate but nonetheless god is faithful um i thank god for you know god has graced me with some wonderful um a wonderful circle of friends and family who are always making some sort of deposit in my life and helping me become better so i thank i'm thankful for them i i appreciate you know all that they do all that they say and you know, I, I take what they say wholeheartedly. Um, you have to have people in your corner, in your circle, um, who is, who, you know, let's just be honest. If you're the smartest one in your circle, <laughs> you might need to get you a bigger circle. But I'm always, you know, listening to ideas and thoughts that they may have. And I'm telling you, they have been a blessing to me. So um, I just thank God for them. Um, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm kind of all over the place today y'all but it's cool um so much more coming to the kingdom life um as far as the podcast um we're in the process now of working on a magazine to hopefully be released in january a monthly magazine e-magazine had an opportunity uh to touch base with a few people that are going to be freelance um contributors to the magazine so um we're still in the process still planning still working so i hope that you will subscribe um as of now we're hoping uh, as of now it's going to be a free magazine subscription um and hopefully you know it'll be something that'll help enhance your life um as well as the podcast freely we receive freely we give so um keep that in mind by all means please pray for our brothers and sisters who have been affected by the recent tornadoes in Kentucky. Uh, many have lost everything, and something as tragic as this saddens me, especially when I think about all those who were affected um, around this holiday season who've lost loved ones. It's real heartbreaking just to see the devastation that hit that area. is just, like, mind-blowing. Um, our church has put together a non-monetary donation drive um, to assist areas affected. Um, I have a good friend. She and some more individuals are returning to her hometown and surrounding areas to take relief items the weekend of Christmas. And so we're trying to assist her at our church by just, you know, getting some donations. So I just want to, you know, encourage you, if you're in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area and you would like to help by donating, um, we will be accepting donations on this Saturday, December the 18th at Gethsemane Baptist Church located at 4300 blanton road from 10 a.m to 5 p.m 
Um, the items needed are uh, dry goods, uh, non-perishable items like rice, beans, so forth, um, canned goods, uh, blankets, toiletries like soap, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, new and slightly used clothes, um, as well as new unwrapped toys for the children uh, who unfortunately would not have a Chris would not have Christmas gifts this year. So by all means, please consider that. Pray for our brothers and sisters. And please, by all means, you do your part as well. Um, if you can assist by raising donations at your church or your place of employment or with your family and friends or circles, um, there are various agencies who can use your donations to assist with their efforts. So please consider that, beloved. Um, and like I said, definitely keep our brothers and sisters in prayer. For the next few weeks, we'll be discussing the kingdom and finance. Um, I want to touch various subjects and hopefully give a little insight. Um, as a believer, living a kingdom-centered or Christ-centered lifestyle, whichever you prefer, our lives should always show traces of the Father's influence on it. How we live our lives with uprightness and purity, how we treat people, um, how we, you know, whether we treat them with brotherly kindness and forbearance, um, one of the most important aspects of Christian living, in my opinion, is how we do business and conduct our affairs. Nothing to me speaks more of our inward change than our integrity, especially when it comes to money. Um, finance, I believe, is an important subject for all of us as believers. Um, listen, we can't demonstrate that we have transformed lives when we still grimy when it comes to money. I believe one of the greatest challenges to overcome is our disposition as it relates to money. You know, some of the most devout Christians, um, some of them are, are suspect when it comes to having a few dollars. And I believe um, that if we fail to put things in the proper perspective, um, it can affect us too. And money is definitely easy to, to fall prey into and and get so wrapped up into that you lose perspective. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 23, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold one in high regard and stand by and be devoted to one and despise the other. Listen, one will strongly influence our relationship with the other. One of these will gain our devotion and would do all its bidding, satisfy what it requires, and do all that's deemed necessary to keep it in our lives. Uh, both will influence our relationships with people, let's just be real. It'll leave an impression on us as well as influence those around us. And more importantly, both will cause us to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and one day give an account and pay wages of the things we've done, both good and bad, in our service to them. God or mammon, which, you know, basically can be interpreted as deceitful riches, possessions, or whatever you trust in. So ultimately, finance is important when talking about kingdom living. And I think the foundation to build upon in order for us to gain the proper perspective as it relates to kingdom and finance is to first understand that the Father is our source, not your job. Not your business, not any supplemental income you may receive, 
not your significant other. The Father is our source. And these are just methods or means in which he uses to accomplish the task. Um, I think Roman 30, Romans the 11th chapter about verse 34 illustrates um, this perfectly. And when we come back from the break, we'll get more into it. Um, but just to leave this with you before we go to break, and by no means do I want to take this verse out of context, but I think it sums up my train of thought. Um, Romans eleven thirty four, starting around verse 34, it says, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? Verse 36, For of him and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. In other words, verse 36 is really what I want to focus on. For all things originate with him. They come from him. All things live through him. And all things center and tend to consummate. In other words, brought to completion and end in him. So listen, let's take this journey for the next few weeks as it relates to kingdom and finance. We're going to touch some interesting topics that I hope will not only redirect our focus, but change our perspective, but more importantly, impact our lives. So stay tuned. And when they inquire why your presence just seems to light up a room, <laughs> let them know you're about that life, the kingdom life. Welcome back. Got a lot I want to touch on. Um, I want to start off tonight's uh, discussion in Philippians, the fourth chapter, starting at verse 19. And the Bible reads, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The Amplified Bible says, and my God will liberally supply, fill to the full, your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul takes a moment in this passage to acknowledge um, a monetary gift given by the church at Philippi. Um, to know the story or the background of them, they were an impoverished church, impoverished, I'm sorry, church. Um, but the awesome thing was they were freely and willingly wanting to give to Paul on a few occasions while he was on his missionary journey. And to know their church, um, it was a sacrifice to say the least. And Paul made reference to how the father delighted in sacrifices, especially free will, give, free will ones. Um, he concludes the matter by expressing how the father expresses and extends his gratitude by them having a heart to give out of their need. And he assured them that God's payback would be 
to supply all of their need according to his riches and glory given by the hands of Christ Jesus. The Amplified Bible, like I said, points out the fact that um, it said liberally supply, generously supply all of their need. On next week, we'll talk more about giving. But understand, beloved, God delights in generosity. And when you and I are generous, God has no problem giving to you so that you can continue to be generous. Keep that principle in mind. But that word supply, the Greek word in the text, is a word used to describe something being rendered fully. In other words, when God supplies, he's going to render it fully as it relates to your need. Now, last week we dealt with faith and we concluded faith is the leaning of your entire human personality on him and absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom and goodness. This is a perfect opportunity to apply that notion. God will supply all that I need according to his riches in glory. And the father, as we read early in the podcast, we understand through him being our source, all things come from him, live through him, and are centered around him and in with him. Therefore, essentially, all is his. So God has in access everything you and I need. Jesus discussed these same principles with his disciples about the Father supplying our needs. Uh, we started our podcast in Matthew chapter 6, and I want to end the podcast really pretty much in the same place, Matthew chapter 6. Um, Jesus made some profound statements, and I want to talk to you about them um, as we bring the podcast towards the end. Um, really not a lot this week, but I definitely want to deal with God being our source. And indulge me, if you will. Um, I'm going to be kind of breaking it down using the Amplified Bible to do a little paraphrasing and uh, hopefully give a little clarity um, so I won't hold you up too long. But in Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25, it begins by saying, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought of your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on it. Is not the life more than meat? And the body then raiment. Jesus urged his disciples to stop being anxious and worry about their lives as it relates to what they were going to eat, what they were going to drink, and what they were going to wear. Then he expressed, is not life greater as far as the quality is concerned more than those things? Beloved, if you and I aren't careful, we will allow the things we need and the things that we don't have to rob us of the joy of life itself. Every day is a blessing and a privilege that you and I are given to be on this side. And so life is too short to be worrying about things that are just, let's just be honest, sometimes are beyond our control. But Jesus gives an awesome reference in verse 26. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Considering the Father takes care of something as what we may consider as insignificant as the birds of the air, 
Are you and I not worth much more than that? If God can take care of his creation, surely he's going to take care of his sons and daughters. Verse 27 says, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue? In other words, who of us can add more things or more lifespan by just thinking about it? In other words, what in the world can we change by us thinking about it? The fact of the matter is, when we stress about things that are beyond our control, you do realize, you know, stress has a way of deplenishing and depleting life. But this is the thing. We stress and we're anxious and we're worried, not realizing that these things jeopardize our health. And the truth be told, the stuff that we're stressing about it, we can't change it. We're not adding anything to us. If anything, it's killing us. And so Jesus wanted us to take the stress out of our lives of trying to figure out how in the world can we sustain ourselves. Verse 28, he goes and he says, and why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. The Bible gives an awesome description of King Solomon and how his kingdom was. And King Solomon had a phenomenal kingdom. And the Bible talks about how the Queen of Sheba, when she visited Solomon, how she was blown away of how Solomon's servants attended to him, the extent of his kingdom and his riches, and how the kingdom was run. The Bible says she had no more breath in her. And Jesus alluded to the fact of how even Solomon, as great as he was, cannot be compared to the lilies of the field. Think about this, beloved. No one plants them. They disappear for a season, then reappear in the spring. No one has to cultivate them or water them. Yet year in and year out, without assistance, they grow and they're beautiful. And they're affected only by God's providence. Think about that. You and I understand we are affected by God's providence because we're his children. Do you not realize and understand that God is not a deadbeat at all when it comes to father and his children? You have to trust in the fact we have to trust in the fact that God will take care of us. We're his children and we know God loves his children. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in things that we can't do and things that we wish we can do. And we're always trying to put our hands on everything. And the fact of the matter is some things you just cannot handle. Some things we just can't handle and, 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 and bring it to uh, what we would like it to come to or, or, or fix situations and circumstances. And sometimes we, we spin our wheels really not getting anything accomplished when all actuality we need to trust God's providence. Wherefore, verse 30, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? We still on that faith thing. <laughs> verse 31, therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewith all shall we be clothed? 
For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth ye have need of these things. The Gentiles, the, in other words, the heathens, those are, who are outside of the faith, who have no affiliation with the Father. They wish for, they crave, and they seek these things. Their lives are centered around these things. But this is the thing, beloved. Our Heavenly Father knows we have need of them. And when you and I understand this whole thing in reference to faith and understanding that God is our source, we fully understand that he is not in heaven sitting with his arms folded, but God always has a method to render to us his provision. Whether it be through people, whether it be through uh, resources, agencies, your employment, whatever the case may be, there's always provision. God is always taking care of us. And we have to trust that wherever we are, whatever the need is, as we alluded to earlier, God is able to supply all of our need according to his riches and glory. But this is the one thing I want to really kind of leave with you. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, aim after and strive after the kingdom and his righteousness. In other words, God's way of doing things and uprightness. Understand when we're talking about the kingdom, the kingdom is God's way of doing things. How the world seeks after riches and how the world goes after all these things that they hope to obtain. You do realize that the kingdom does things in an opposite way. But this is the thing. If you want these things. These things that you and I desire, it says if we seek after the kingdom, if we seek God's method of doing things, if we seek uprightness, all these things that we seek after, God would give to us without asking. So therefore, verse number 34, take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Lastly, what it's saying is don't be worried or anxious about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to have its own troubles, its own worries, its own anxieties, and its own troublesome things that we're going to have to deal with. So listen, take it day at a time, one moment at a time, one step at a time. You know, even in the disciples' prayer, there's a part that says, give us this day our daily bread. The whole thing in reference to trusting God is God being our source is every day we depend on one day at a time that God will meet our need so sometimes we thinking about a month in advance two months in advance listen don't worry about tomorrow let tomorrow take care of itself just trust God to provide you with the provision that you need for today and when that time comes God will handle and take care of whatever it is we need listen beloved you and I are connected to the greatest source. Our father is the greatest provider. And he takes care of those that are his. I know you and I are always considering and trying to figure out stuff and trying to make things work. But the fact of the matter is, 
God is more than able to meet our needs. So be encouraged. He got us. In the days ahead and the things that you got pressing, he got us. For the things that we're trying to figure out, this upcoming year, the, the things that are changing and going on around us, know that he got us. God got us covered. So be encouraged. Keep the faith. Lean on God and trust him because he's able to sustain all that pertains to us. I'm encouraged to know he got you and he got me. Stay tuned for my final thought right after this. Let me first begin by telling you thank you for listening to this podcast. I get a joy and excitement of being able to use this platform to express my passion week in and week out. The Word of God is really one of the things I'm most passionate about, and my heart is, as it relates to the body of Christ, that we can be better instruments for Him, for the kingdom, as well as for the world around us that watch our lives. But the most important thing to me is that you be saved. Listen, I know this is one of the most important decisions that you could ever make in your life. But I tell you, it is one of the best. Won't you consider surrendering your life to Christ? He says the influence in which he wants to exert in your life is not harsh, but aiding. And his burden is not actually a burden at all, but relief. And listen, I want to give you an opportunity to experience a life and a light that has changed my life going on 25, 26 years. And it's easy. It's just three simple steps that you can do to accept the Lord Jesus in your life. The first step is to hear. We learn through the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins. He was buried and rose from the dead. And through the price paid by Jesus Christ and believing on him and trusting him as Savior, we are forgiven of our sins and we're put in the right standing with God. The second step is believe. In order to be accepted by God, we must believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for our sins and rose again. The Bible says, if you believe this, you shall be saved. And the last step, confess. The Bible teaches with our heart, one believes, but with your confession, it confirms that you believe. By confessing that you receive Christ, you make him savior and Lord of your life. And because you have done this by faith, God has made you right with him. And with these three simple steps, you can receive salvation today. So won't you do this? Repeat this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. I've done many things that don't please you, and I'm sorry, and I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me 
I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me and you rose from the dead. I come to you now and ask you to come into my heart and to take control of my life. For this day forward, I make you Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, beloved, if you said that prayer with me, consider yourself saved and welcome to the family. And do me a favor, if you said that prayer, drop me a line at the Kingdom Life. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-G-D-O-M-L, the number one, F-E dot com. And let me know you've made this wonderful decision. I would love to celebrate this moment with you. I pray God speed. And I pray that you'll see that this is the best decision you ever made. God bless you. Beloved, this pandemic, <laughs> last year was a tough time for many of us. By the grace of God, our country is moving back to some sense of normalcy. Um, unfortunately, there's always some new threats and new variant. It's always on the rise. It's pivotal to trust God to not only be our source, but our protector, our healer, and our sustainer. I believe the pandemic caused many of us to really reconsider a lot of things. I'll be honest, a lot of times, you know, we move, or I move throughout life making moves and decisions and really have no thought about anything like what happened last year. Um, it was a wake-up call for me. I don't know about you. Um, but it, it, it opened my understanding and eyes that, you know, we go throughout our day, we go throughout our life thinking, you know, we're invincible, that, you know, we're always going to have this job, and, you know, we go to work every day. But there were so many things that changed last year. Our kids were, you know, not able to go to school. Many jobs and businesses shut down. Many people were just trying to figure out how in the world they were going to keep a roof over their head. It really changed a lot of our perspectives. But I'm so grateful to know that even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of troubles and hard times, God is our source. And God is able to sustain us. I'm a living witness that God sustained me last year. It was a little tight, yeah. It was a little tough. But I didn't miss a meal and every bill was paid. I spent a lot of time working from home. But I'm, I'm grateful because a lot of people didn't have the opportunity to work from home. Many didn't even have jobs to go to. So I'm grateful. And this is the thing, beloved. I believe that God wants us to have that sense of gratitude. The more we put him first, the more we know that he's our source, the more we have faith in him and trust in him, the more he sustains us and keeps us. Like I said earlier, God got us. Listen, let's just be real with all sincerity. I mean this. Our places of employment, you know, the only reason they stay open is because God allows it to do so, right? Or um, the things that we consider, you know, the things that we do, uh, whether it be some type of income, supplemental income, whatever the case may be, you know, it's God that really is the one that allows that to continue 
So let's never get in the thought or in the position to think that we're able to do this on our own. That's the main thing. If we don't grab anything as it relates to God and being him being our source out of this teaching, that we are unable to do anything of ourselves. God is our sustainer and our source. The fact that you're able to get up out of the bed every morning, get in your car, crank it up, and go to work, understand the source is allowing you to do so. The fact that we're able to pay our bills and do the things that we do and enjoy the luxuries that we have, it's not because you work every day, not because of the degrees that you've earned, but it's all because of the source who's giving you the ability to do so. So please consider these things because the slightest little thing can change our lives. You know, one sickness, one loved one, you know, being sick, it can affect our whole household. The loss of a job, you know, there are statistics that show that many households are just one check away from being homeless. There's so many things that we need to consider. And I think it's time as believers that we put God in his proper perspective. God, you are our source. You are our sustainer. I'm unable to do anything of my own strength. It is you who blesses me to do all that I do. It is you that makes the means for me to do the things that I do. It is you that puts me in the position to take care of my family. So, beloved, as we move into this thing with finances, I pray that you and I will learn to put God in his proper perspective. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for tonight's lesson. I pray, Lord God, that this will be an eye-opener for all of us, that we'll stop negating and, and realizing, or not realizing, rather, the fact that you are our sustainer. You're the one who causes our lives to prosper and move forward. You're the one that keeps us. You keep us from sickness. You keep us from distresses. You keep us from disasters. You keep us from so many things that would ruin our lives that God, quite sincerely, we've taken you for granted. So, Father, help us that we'll acknowledge you in all things. And we thank you for being our, our source. We thank you for being our sustainer. We thank you for being our shield and our exceeding great reward. Father, may you be glorified in all that we do, and we'll give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, be sure to visit our website at thekingdomlife.com. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-G-D-O-M-L, the number one, F-E.com. There you can join our interactive community, follow us on social media, and listen and even subscribe to our podcast on some of the various platforms. And do me a favor, if this podcast was a blessing to you or you have any comments, questions, or inquiries, feel free to leave me a message or even leave a voice message. Um, I would love to put your voice message on the podcast. Um, when you visit our website by clicking the contact tab and leaving me a message and I'll respond as soon as I can. Listen, beloved, thank you so much. Please be safe. Keep God first.
and we'll see you next time. Take care.